Good evening, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Notes from a Stranger about Love, Life and Death. So, um, I'm currently recording from my room. Uh, it's uh, 9.40 p.m. of a Sunday night. And I'm having a typical Italian Bellini drink cocktail. So Bellini, it's not real a Bellini. I think it's something similar. I think it's, um, I don't know exactly the name, but it's a champagne and orange juice, which I love. I mean, I have tons of orange juice every day. Um, it's what I drink the most in my day with uh, cappuccino and uh, uh, herbal teas. So when I have to drink something alcoholic, I go for champagne and uh, orange juice, which sounds uh, healthy. It's not, but <laughs> let's make it healthy. Okay, today I want to talk about something that I know it's truly uncomfortable for many of you. Um, I'm inspired by a client conversation that I had just today, and I'm inspired by my personal experience, especially with relationships and dating, but not only about that in general, with family, with uh, parents. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the fear of confrontation. Okay, so that's a, a very common, common, common fear. And it's a topic that people don't like really to discuss that much. People don't like to confront themselves. And by confronting, I mean finding unhealthy way to express your feelings, opinions, emotions. I'm not speaking about all of the time we consciously or unconsciously pick fights. Because fighting, attacking, manipulating, gaslighting, provoking is not confronting. Those are totally different situations. And usually the difference between confronting and attacking, blaming, uh, picking a fight, creating conflict, gaslighting, manipulating, etc., 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 is that it's based on a different body response. So when we feel triggered emotionally, so something is not wrong, for, it's not right for us when we feel that the body's telling us um, a certain level of things, like uh, this situation is not for me, or maybe I'm not okay with that stuff, or maybe um, I feel a little bit of pressure, I feel manipulated, I don't agree with this condition. The body can easily going into a fight flight response which is usually considered our reaction more of than our response so 
the situations where we unconsciously drop into an attack, a picking a fight or manipulating, gaslighting, provoking, those are situations that are automatic from the body. They are unconscious and they are more of a reaction other than a response. Confrontation is not a reaction, is a conscious and intentional response. So when we decided to confront somebody, we are not in the midst of craziness, of, uh, you know, um, an emotional turbulence that comes from being triggered by an event, a situation, a word, a condition, a person, anything. It's an intentional choice that usually comes after a time for analyzing what's going on inside of you, analyzing your truth. So usually responding to situations takes some more time over than reacting. And when we choose confrontation, it's literally conscious. Like it's not unconscious. Like we're really, truly, truly conscious, conscious of what we are going to do or what we're going to say. And in the confrontation, we do try not to pick a fight. We don't want to fight. We don't want the conflict. To, we want a good communication. We want the other person to understand our feelings, our emotions, our opinion, our point of view without having to make them feel uncomfortable. Or maybe they are going to feel uncomfortable probably, but without having to, you know, vert over them our feelings. So we're not blaming them. We're not taking them responsible for how we feel. We're just finding the best way to create a communication, an intelligent communication. And people who have emotional intelligence, people who have, who are mature emotionally, they are able to have uncomfortable confrontations with other people. That's really what makes somebody a person with a mature emotional intelligence other than the opposite, okay? So I see this so much in, in my life, in my personal life, in the lives of the people I work with. In the industry, in the industry of coaching as well, I see a lot of, of uh, people pretending to be okay with things they are not okay with and not having the courage to go for a real confrontation for many different reasons that today I want to break down. So the first reason why I see so much uncomfortability for people to go and having an adult responsible conversation and confrontation with others is for fear of judgment, of fear of rejection and fear of losing the approval of the other person. So that's the most common situation, honestly. And I can see that a lot in the dating or romantic relationships dynamic. I can see 
especially for women, but also very much for men, but like for women, I can see that the reason why they don't do those kind of conversations is because they're really, really, really scared to lose the other, uh, their partner. Um, and so they kind of renounce to their own truth to create safety and to hold into this attachment of, I want to feel safe. I don't want to lose him. So I'm going to try to say things that are going to be approved by him or are going to make him feel safe and not threatened by me. But my body is telling me that I'm angry. My body is telling me that I am not okay with that. My body is telling me that something is wrong in this relationship. So I can see how many times women, for the sake of uh, peace, they just don't speak. And they don't say anything that it's potentially, can potentially create a conflict. Same, um, always for women, it's very true that some women don't talk and don't express their truth through uncomfortable confrontations. Every time that they have, that they judge themselves as weak if they do that. I can see this, um, this dynamic very, very often because we live in a society where women have to be strong. Women have to prove themselves. Women have to be like men. And so they cannot be that much vulnerable. They cannot be that much, you know, needy or complainers or demanding. What do we do with women? It's what, what women do with themselves actually is, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna create a problem because I'm strong. You know, they hold into this masculine energy because they want to prove that they are cool enough. You know, I'm cool. I'm not going to create a conflict here. I'm like a man. I can overcome situations. I can avoid this level of, of conflict. Otherwise, I'm going to be judged like, oh, she's a pussy. You know, she's a woman. She's demanding. She's needy. She's too sensitive. She's too vulnerable. And so because they want to prove they are strong enough and they want to prove that they can handle situations at the same way men handle situations. They tap into this, oh, yeah, I'm strong, I'm bossy. I don't complain, I don't explain. Don't explain, don't complain. I don't know who said that, but honestly, I don't agree with that. Don't complain, don't explain. Um, so this is the second reason why I see a lot of women tapping into this, um, tendency of avoiding confrontation. And of course, there is the third reason, uh, which is common for, in men too. And it's basically just a simple and simple, a flight response. So what happens when we feel threatened? by love, by vulnerability, by intimacy, by um, conflict. We try not to go there. 
because it's too uncomfortable for us. It's too uncomfortable for us. And so when uh, a man or a woman, for example, in a romantic relationship, but also in a business relationship or whatever, in every other kind of situation, they shut up. And uh, they even hide behind this mask of I'm quiet, I'm peaceful, I'm love and light, I'm such a cool person. Like people who do complain a lot, who do want confrontation a lot, are heavy. So this is the message that very often um, is sent out to the world, you know, the peaceful one is cool. The you know the 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 demanding one is not cool. A reality of things is that most of those people, they are as much as as much dysregulated as people who gets into the flight into the fight response. Okay, so we have two different response in in front of. Uh, stress uh, trauma triggers in life and one is the fight so it's uh, the response of like uh, picking a fight attacking blaming going for the things in a very unhealthy way and it's an unconscious response of the body and then we have the response of the flight so what happens when we go into flight it's the same kind and type of uh, dysregulation it's just that instead of going for for fighting it goes for it goes for i don't want to know about this thing it's too uncomfortable for me to go there so i'm going to play cool i'm going to play everything is fine i'm going to play that i'm totally fine i'm going to play like oh why shouldn't why do we need like you're heavy <laughs> i'm light i don't talk about stuff i don't need to talk about stuff and what they do is just pushing away the problem, pushing away the uncomfort, uncomfortable confrontation. So in this case, they are judged as cool people who never pick fights, who are so peaceful and love. But in reality, they're just in another trauma response, which is the flight response. Or they go into freezing, and freezing is another response of the body which creates dissociation. So they really don't feel, they really don't have empathy for any kind of situation that they have. Like they, they, the body feels triggered by confrontation, by having intelligent conversation, by taking in others people, listening to other people, having hem empathy for other people. But a freezed type of response is a response where usually people get dissociated from the body. And this dissociation means that they, they just shut down. So they are not empathetic, they don't feel things, so they don't care about others, and it's very, very common. And usually the fight and the freeze response, they really walk together, right? Okay. I have to add something to this little introduction because we need to know that 
I'm speaking, I'm speaking as a woman. So men, they can tend to avoid confrontations. Men usually really avoid confrontations because they live under the culture and society that it's the internalized sexism society where men have to be strong and they don't have to be vulnerable and they don't have to be empathetic and they don't have to be available. Like the the real man is the man who does not create problems, does not create a certain level of, uh, or capacity of confronting, discussing, having confrontations, having discussions, having vulnerability, being empathetic, open themselves to hear and to listen other people. There is this idea which comes from centuries of internalized sexism that men men have to be that level of alpha men, the dominated men, not the dominated, sorry, uh, the dominant men uh, and who doesn't really create space for those like uh, uh, girly kind of stuff. And this is really something that comes from sexism. This really comes from internalized sexism. So men who has less capacity of women of speaking up, of uh, listening, of confronting are most of the time unconsciously conditioned and influenced by sexism, by internalized sexism. And what they do is creating false uh, uh, statements around what real confrontation means. Because from their side, they are the alpha men, the macho men, the strong men, confrontation is weakness. And so that's the message that very often pass in society. And it's so wrong. And I really want to point out that the message that confronting is weak is just and only a message that comes from sexism, from internalized sexism, especially from the men point of view. Men are like, I'm light. I don't take things seriously. Uh, you are like, and what happens many times is that men, because they have such an internalized sexism and they do suffer also for a lack of confrontation, a lack of uh, listening because they need to be listened to. They're not just only need as a human being to create intimacy, to create confrontation. They need also to be listened to. And because of this denial and because of those judgments, of course, they will end up uh, into responding to the world in a way that it's a constant trauma response, which is provoking, attacking, turning tables, uh, uh, manipula manipulating, uh, doing gaslighting to other people, which means that you are too heavy, you are too sensitive, you are too emotional, you're too this way or that way. And this is really bad. This is really, really, really bad, okay? But I don't blame them because when I talk about internalized sexism, it affected men and women in the same way. Clearly, women are have been affected in a very 
uh, most damaging way in terms of possibilities, in terms of uh, um, having their own rights, in terms of being recognized. But it's still so heavy for men in the same way because men, they have been denied of the possibility to be human, of the possibility to feel, to be human beings in need of sharing their emotions, sharing their point of view, uh, building the capacity of holding space for others, holding space for women, holding space for emotions, or for listening, or for confrontation. So there, the emotional immaturity that we see in men in our society, it's uh, sustained by our society. It's the son of centuries of sexism. And so educating a man to drop off this system and starting to become emotionally mature through conversations, through um, having uncomfortable conversations with women especially but not only with women it's hard it's difficult it's not what they know it's not what they have internalized it's not what they've learned it's in their blood it's in their dna and on the other side we have women who need to have relationships of any kind, but especially romantic relationships and society who can support their need of being heard. They need to be heard as much as men, but sometimes even more. So when women deny themselves their right, not just the right, but also the healthy necessity of speaking up, of willing to have confrontations with men, willing to have uncomfortable conversations. They are just supporting more and more this sexism society, this sexism mechanism. That's all, that's all we do. And we do that because the sexism is internalized. And confrontation is just a pussy kind of thing. But in reality, it's absolutely not. And it's absolutely so much needed in our society. Because we need to learn this love language. The love language of stepping off conflict, stepping off blaming, stepping off victim mentality, and dropping into I see you and I hear you, please see me and hear me. And let's find a level of humanity in those conversations. Let's take the ego out of here. And with honesty, just uh, let's reveal themselves to the other one with respect and with truth, which is the most important thing, right? And so I'm just wondering how many of you are aware of the luck of space for confrontation and conversations that there are, there is in your life. And how much do you miss that? And how much do you need that? And how do you speak to yourself in the first place? Because if we 
want to create adult, mature, emotionally mature, uncomfortable conversations with other people. We need, in the first place, to be able to have uncomfortable conversations with ourselves. We need to tell ourselves the truth. And so I was just today speaking with my client and she was in this difficult space, (laughs) painful space where she was kind of in the conflict between, I like this guy, this guy loves me, I love him, but he disappointed me. And this, this, this disappointment is not really like he cheated on me, he didn't do anything really bad, but he did something, he didn't, he didn't show up for a meeting um like a phone call right um and this happens so many times and she was like i'm a little disappointed that he just uh, um you know he just uh, texted me that he wouldn't be able to show up for our phone call after inviting me for the phone call and And she was kind of finding excuses to justify him and to justify her anger. And she was like, no, but I'm such a mature woman. I'm, I'm, I understand. I don't want to be a baby. I justify him. Like we had, he invited me for a phone call because they don't live in the same place uh, and they're dating by the way. Uh, So, and then a couple of minutes before the phone call, he just texts me that he couldn't because it was actually traveling, I don't know what. So she was angry because she created space for him. She created space to talk to him, to listen to him. She wanted that. Um, And I'm pretty sure that when you care about somebody and you care about doing something, you don't, I mean, you don't wait until the last minute before doing stuff. You think about that. You think, is this behavior maybe is gonna hurt this person? Is this behavior behavior going to uh, feel, make feel this person unsafe? Like I do think about this stuff. We do think about this stuff all of the time when you care about something. So when we don't do those things, it's not that people don't care about us. Sometimes they don't care. Sometimes it's just that people are in a flight response. They don't even know. And men, they get into a flight response so many times because for them, it's so uncomfortable to deal with their feelings and their emotions because they've been cut off that level of um, the level of connection to themselves. So to use this example of this client of mine, I just want to say, and that's my role as a coach, it was like, why you are pretending not to be angry because you are angry and you know what you are allowed to be angry because this person crossed boundaries crossed your boundaries and and you created space for you too you didn't you really you could have done other things but you've decided to show up for him and he just, you know, decided the last minute not to show up for a reason that was not really an emergency reason, but he knew it already before. So not to get into that conflict, because we're not interested in that, 
we're interested to see how a woman mind and body goes right the way for I don't want to tell him that I'm angry. I don't want to show him that I'm angry. I don't want to tell him, hey, listen, I took space and time for you. Why you didn't? I'm disappointed. And clearly, there are many different ways to deal with those kind of situations. And as a coach, I will always tell you, respond. Don't react respond don't react so the suggestion is not like go there in all of your anger and you know blame him and attack him my suggestion is acknowledge your anger in the first place with yourself and then give yourself the possibility to express your truth and not making it like it's all okay i'm so cool i'm so fine no you're not you're angry <laughs> you know what and you should um, acknowledge your anger and you should acknowledge your truth and you should acknowledge everything that you are going through in a way that it's intelligent, it's mature, it's confrontational, it's uncomfortable, but it's direct and it's not a overreaction, over-emotional reaction. It's just that, okay, that's my position. I'm not going to make this like that I'm fine because I'm not fine with them. And clearly not every single person in the world needs confrontations or deserves confrontation. That's also important. But it's another, that's an, another different topic. Now we're speaking of how do I sabotage myself when my body is telling me I'm not okay with something and I don't allow myself to speak my truth because I'm so scared to have that uncomfortable conversation. How many times do I take the, 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 the dust under the rug telling myself, mm, be cool, don't create conflict? Now, knowing that conflict is absolutely unnecessarily, you can absolutely create not conflict. You don't have to create conflict. Maybe it's going to happen anyway. We can have uncomfortable conversations even if we feel triggered without having to drop into a trauma response or a stress response or over-emotional response, over response. And you know how do you learn to do that? You learn to do that as you begin to do that, as you start doing that. It's not by postponing, postponing, first and foremost, because if you don't um, face a certain kind of conversation, there are going to happen other situations, even worse and worse and worse. And you will have to go into that conversation. You haven't been before because you didn't want to go there. And it's going to be even more exhausting that just thinking about having to do that conversation is going to be overwhelming and the body is going to leave you you know you're gonna have tension contraction uh digestive problems uh, problems muscle tension whatever so we need to learn slowly by small things how can you acknowledge your truth in your everyday life where is it that you need to be a little bit more direct and confrontational 
how you are avoiding confrontation and how you can find the way to become a little bit better at confronting, not attacking, confronting. Okay. That's my question. And for what is in my personal experience so far, I'm intentionally having confrontation, confrontations with people. I do that through dating. Like I date and sometimes dating are, they don't go really well. Sometimes I just have one date and I say, that's not for me. Okay. But I don't do anything like uh, I disappear, I ghost him, I tell him lies. I, there's no reason why I have to tell lies to a man. I can definitely tell a man my truth in a way that feels um, not offending, uh, respectful, but real. I can be sweet, but firm. I can be polite, but direct. Okay? so. The reason why I date, it's because I use dating as a way to improve my confidence and improve my capacity of confronting people and especially men. Because in the men relationship, for what is my experience and my personal, you know, um, life, I do have to deal with sexism all of the time. And it's not because it's their fault. They don't even know they're a sexist. They don't even know they are because it's so much internalized in their way of speaking of, uh, uh, you know, avoiding, pushing away, rejecting, blaming, gaslighting, manipulating, um, using the sexual approach all of the time instead of the mental approach. It's just in their body. It's in their subconscious. Of course, I'm not going to tolerate a certain kind of uh, behaviors from men. But when I see a man doing a certain level of things, I don't go anymore for like, fuck off, fuck them, or judging them. I'm just trying to find the way to have a mature confrontation and conversation, which doesn't mean that it has to end up with uh, dating again or seeing each other again, of becoming friends or being on the same page or like agreeing. Many times I don't agree with what they say. They don't agree with what I say. But we can try to build some level of respect and listening. And this is going to help us to become more empathetic and more able to listen to other people and to question ourselves about what is it that it's internalized in our body, which don't belong to us, but belong to past the generations of trauma, society, culture, and conditioning that we don't want to keep going with. Okay. I think it's enough for today. Uh, I'm going to leave you with uh, those questions. Uh, how do you avoid confrontation in your life? And if you think with honesty about that, literally write down what are the relationships where you are avoiding confrontations, confrontation, maybe it's with your mom, your dad, your siblings, your boss, your colleagues, your partner, your husband, your son, I don't know, maybe all of them. But knowing that an important step toward authenticity and toward unshaming all of the things that are blocking you to become who you are to get to what you want is start becoming authentic in your relationships start to becoming authentic with your truth stopping uh, denying 
your feelings and emotions, opinions, and finding the right way, the right, the right spot of having conversations with others. And the only way you can find um, this new approach is to start practicing start practicing maybe it's going to be just a text message at the beginning maybe it's going to be just okay this time instead of uh, inventing a lie i'm going to tell the truth i'm going to say to my friend hey i don't want to come to dinner tonight because i'm tired and i don't need to tell you that i broke my leg or that i have the period and so i have cramps i'm just going to tell you the truth i really don't want to go I just don't want to come for dinner. And you are more than allowed to do that. So be in your truth, trust yourself. Uh, you are in the road of empowerment if you start doing this. I'm gonna see you in the next episode. In the next episode, um, I'm gonna wish you a great new beginning of the week and the week in general. Uh, share with me your thoughts, so send me emails, uh, info at maritesalatiello.com. Um, visit my website. If you wanna work with me, go on my Instagram. Uh, you will find uh, my website page. You will find all the links to have, uh, um, to book a private session with me. If you want to be guided in a coaching one-on-one session uh, of somatic work or mindset work of anything that you want to work on and um, my becoming yourself program is uh, available as well so you will find all of the informations in there and i just want to say as usual that i see you and i love you and i'll see you next episode bye